0: Welcome to Season 5 of the podcast of The Urban Mystic. In this season, we're exploring relational spirituality. It's rooted in the drawing near and withdrawing of God. It's a practice of spirituality that's rooted in God's relational presence. In this sense, relational spirituality differs to the dominant spiritualities we used to. The Doing Church paradigm, along with our devotional and formative spiritualities, are rooted in the paradigms of silence and mystery. In the last episode, I shared my own life journey, my own experience of God. And Steve and I followed that up the following morning just with a, like, a, like an after conversation, just to check in with each other and check in with what thoughts may or may not have come up or questions or anything like that over the evening. And this is that as a conversation. Don't forget to like, subscribe and leave a comment on your favorite listening platform. We genuinely believe that nurturing the value for intimacy with God leads to practicing the presence of God and that this is the most important and critical quest for our generation. We rely on your general support to do this work. If you'd like to support us, follow the link in the show notes to PayPal to make a contribution to our work.
1: So, Tim, we, uh, Jeepers, we had a, a really long and enjoyable conversation last night. And uh, you're incredibly generous in terms of the amount of experience that you were able to set out and the progression and the building of that narrative that you shared with me last night. I've spent the yesterday evening and overnight and this morning, just reflecting around that and this uh, follow-up conversation after the conversation. And so I had a few questions that I wanted to put to you, but I thought the best place to start would be to check in with you and just touch base on that actual conversation and say, how are you or where are you at this morning? And is there anything that you would want to, to add or comment on from what we spoke about last night um, before we go any further,
0: sure. I I, I realise that um, you know because because I've gone on to study theology and then religious studies and phenomenology of religion and then spirituality and focusing on mysticism, uh, that mm. that there's just a lot of like uh, like abstract or formal areas that my head just goes into. You know, in terms of you know trying to process that and. So, so i I don't know I just I just realized my head goes all over the show <laughs> like, like off after last night, just um but I think the biggest thing is is I feel like 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 often mystical experience or experiences like that, there's the expectation that you're supposed to become some form of saint, it's supposed to sanctify you or transform you, as opposed mm-hmm. to as opposed to the way in which it, yes, it does transform you. But you don't necessarily be end up being as saintly as uh, as it is to look back on a text of someone like hundred years old when they write stuff. You know, like someone that died hundred to three hundred years ago, and you look back on a vision that they reported, and you know you've got snippets of their life. It's it's easy to go, oh, but yes, where they were, but but that's as them as an end product in their lives, as opposed to being still a work in progress or someone in transformation and growth. So I'm I'm quite aware of that. I I know. I know that there's a lot of pressure and expectation that you're supposed to have these glorious fruits and, you know, you're supposed to become so holy and sinless and that kind of thing. Right. Um, And and I'm aware that uh, um, if anyone can counter that, it's me. (laughs) I don't, I don't by any means think of myself as holy or enlightened or as having arrived somewhere. If anything, it takes me to a deeper sense of presence and the presentness and the and the importance of a deep and meaningful relationship, of a significant reciprocal relationship. And and it takes me into the space of just again, just reevaluating that and reevaluating my desire for that and, and the possibility of that. And I think subsequent experiences that start bringing me closer to that in life as well so yeah that's that's where my my head has gone and and I realize that that's that's potentially just an avoidant thing it takes me out of the experience <laughs> you know and it takes me out of the the weight and the processing of it it's easier to then step back and abstract like that so I'm I'm aware of that as a dynamic and I don't necessarily want to go to the abstract here and now if that if that makes sense um, but it's it's very difficult to go like what do I stay present to I'm, I'm aware that I, I did share a lot. So I I am left in a bit of a, you know, that bit of a, I've shared a lot and now I'm feeling shy and what do you think and what are you going to ask? So, 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 so it's a, it's a vulnerable relational space and I'm happy to stay there and start there.
1: Thank you for that. I I must say that as we, as we closed last night, I was very aware of that myself, just a sense of going, you know, you were the one that really took the risks in the conversation last night, me. And I think in in any relationship, how can can I put this helpfully? I I think the relationships that move places have these kinds of conversations, they have these kinds of interactions, but there's also a a linear manifestation to this in that it's it's not necessarily possible all the time or, or as a default, for both agents in a relationship to, to self-disclose, to self-reveal. And so what I mean by that in just kind of plain layman's language is someone has to tell their story first and someone has to listen. And that means the person telling the story is the first one to risk stepping out and going, well, this is who I am. And then there's almost a pregnant pause in this. okay, well, <laughs> what are you going to do with that? <laughs> Kind of you know space and and hopefully relationships that are very deep and and reciprocal as you talk about there is a there is a reciprocity there first an acknowledgement and I don't know what other language I'd want to put in there affirmation perhaps or whatever but there's a connection formed there around you know agent A's revelation and something happens with that between the two before then you know agent B then responds and, and gives their self-revelation their self-disclosure and and that's really I think that's incredibly vital to deep relational formation but I was just so aware of the of the of that you went first basically and <laughs> you took all that risk and I got to sit back and just ask probing questions and think about what you were saying and and I was really struck by that as we signed off last night and I actually just I went outside for a little bit I was I was amazed I, I looked up out the window as we finished, and I saw stars. And I feel like it's the first time I've seen stars in this country (laughs) since we moved here because it always seems to be foggy at the moment. And I felt as though I was drawn out into that. Um, And and it's a little bit, I think it might be a little bit pushing it to say kind of God said, come outside and look at the stars. But it almost had a a feeling of that to me. And in that moment, I was just very aware of, of what you had gifted me with and the responsibility there and that that can feel you know like oh cheapest. I took all that risk and where does it leave me um and so I'm very grateful for that uh, that that uh, yeah that you shared in that way and that you you kind of didn't hold back in that
0: it speaks to the like the relationship and the trust between you and I that um like, like, firstly, I, 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 come away feeling like I got the gift. <laughs> I got the gift of telling my story. It's too kind w- with someone that actually listened <laughs> and is interested in my story for what, what the experience and the meaning is for me. Yeah, so I, I feel like I, I got the real benefits, and I'm, I'm looking forward to, to, to returning that, that favor and holding that space for you. But, but, but I think yeah, what, what differs yeah is, is often. We don't have the same length of time with other people we might only have an hour or half an hour or whatever and so we don't get to get into the depth of these experiences and it's one of the reasons why i think it's it's very important that uh, in relationships we make time for this and we plan for it and we we introduce it
1: i like that i really really like that to to prioritize that is to set aside resources to foster that that kind of connection and then if i can ask you there were two things that sort of struck me as you, as you began to respond to my first question and uh, I wanted to try and tease those out and just get a sense of what you're saying there. I'll go with the first because the second escapes me. I wanted to start there, but it's, (laughs) I'm sure it'll come back to me. So the, the, the first thing was, do I understand you to be saying that, that, that within you there is, there's, there's some sort of a, I'm grasping for language here. You, you talked about sort of moving into the abstract, and that from the personal experience, it, it sounds almost as though you're suggesting it's, it's just easy to move into the abstract, to theologize, to, to think systematically, etc. about it. Is, is it a sense of it's hard to stay within the personal? And, and that can, you know, have a couple of textures to it. Hard because it is personal. Hard because, you know, so it's, it's you and there's an emotional content behind that. Hard because it's actually easier in a way intellectually even and philosophically to just do the aggregate work around. Well, it could be this and this and this and this. Is, is, there, a, is there a sense of, of like capacity and staying present to self and your story as well? That is, is it there? Am, am I picking that up? As one of the elements that you talk about,
0: I, I've become aware that um, that I've I've got a, a very complex attachment style that <laughs> that means that I that I do want intimacy, I do want to be known, I do want to be heard, I do want to feel like I'm 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 cared for and and seen for who I am, but then I become self conscious in that, and then and then I want to hide away because I don't know what you're going to think of me. And I'm afraid of of uh, of that. I'm afraid of both options. The one that it's going to go. Okay, well, we're gonna we're gonna close the door and back out slowly, <laughs> or we're going to go. Cool. We want to stay there longer. And and, and so there's a um, there's a real f- um, fight flight dynamic for me in that sure. in closer relationships. Okay. And that, that i think just goes down it, it just goes back into background experience and plays into my you know intimate relationships it plays into my close sure. friendships but it doesn't come up for me generally speaking like in professional situations or anything like like that so i, I feel like i can mm. i can tell the similar stories without going into the stories as reporting it to others without triggering any of this for me but in the mm. relationship with you because because we have uh, we have a deep friendship and our friendship is meaningful to us I've, I've, i feel mm. internally there's different feelings that arise and so for me there is the okay. you know i like like i do and i don't want to connect and share if that makes sense so, so yeah. I, i'm aware that that's Thank a complex you. process for me i don't think that the intellectual is necessarily easier i just think that that i, I then minimize my relational needs and i step outside the pictures and. So, so intellectually I, like grasping at that at a surface level I actually find that quite hard like the, the research the you know the, the the writing all that kind of stuff so, so I and I want to tackle that at the deep level so in some ways um, I want to tackle that intellectually at the depth that I can but that's a strong suit for me the the, the emotional depth I, I think is vitally important and I'm, I'm practicing the depth of presence and the depth of relationship so it's a it's a very conscious thing for me this. This this the season of practicing embodiments, uh, practicing being aware, uh, you know, just being present as a whole person, rather than just being present as an intellectual person and then withdrawing and minimizing myself as an emotional person. If that if that makes sense, I don't know if this is too abstract, but but there's no, a lot. No, 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 no. Yeah, okay. So there's a lot for me that's wrapped up in that, and and I know that if I don't if I don't enter into that tension without you know, without playing up into either one. Like like I'm entering into the tension and I'm 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 just allowing the tension to be there for me. You know, I'm not I'm not I'm not the tension doesn't hold me. So I don't necessarily get driven into, you know, avoidant behaviors per se. But I and that would be easier because then then there isn't attention. it's it's going with one, you know and allowing the emotion to sweep me up and hold me as opposed to I'm conscious of it, and I'm conscious of my relationship to it and what I want to overcome and how I want to grow.
1: Thanks, that's that's incredibly helpful. So again, without wanting to reduce it, if I had to change language is is instead of easy is the language of safer is that is that better placement, better? around what what i hear you talking about and or, or an element i suppose of it because i hear you talking about yeah you know, i th- i think i hear you positing that this is as a need in terms of of the the holistic showing up you know that you show up holistically in the space and and that's an acknowledgement of of yeah you know, of your whole self as opposed to just yeah, dissolving the tension through I oh, will just take one route and just skip into the abstract and then off we go. Even though as you say it's not necessarily easier from an effort perspective, perhaps if I'm hearing you.
0: So I, I realize that I have this this dynamic, which I'm I'm gonna be processing in formal counseling as well. But it's it's easy to mention here. I, I'm aware that I have this dynamic that I uh, if I make my my personal relational needs safe. <laughs> for you and for me I do that by minimizing my, my, my needs so 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 ordinarily ordinarily I would I would deflect focus on myself and actually just turn it back and focus on your needs and your process and I've been going through a season in my life where I realize I, I, I have a need to express and it's it's healthy to have this level of reciprocity um I also want to be heard and um I'm not necessarily good at, at at sharing at that level, which is uh, might be strange to say for someone that's done all these episodes on a podcast where I talk a lot, right? But <laughs> um, but but it is it is it's a conscious practice practice and a conscious challenge for me. So I'm I'm aware that ordinarily what I would do is is I just minimize my story or. Or tell it in a way that's safe for you that that gives you easy things for you to hinge questions on or us to have a conversation about as opposed to the you know this this is much more raw murky sharing
1: yeah i really appreciate that that's so incredibly helpful to just tease that out as something to look at because well, i at, at least you know in immediate response that resonates so much with me i i have a very similar pattern in terms of of wanting to make, I, I like how you put that, wanting to make my needs safe for other people, not asking too much. And so that, that response to me is very similar to just deflect and turn it back to, to, to somebody I'm in conversation with and to want to explore their needs. And for me to hold that space in conversation with somebody around my needs, it, it requires a lot of resilience and a lot of effort for me to be present to that and to stay there until I actually feel that it's resolved or met or heard or acknowledged or whatever it is, rather than even within that process sometimes, basically just going, okay, this would be much easier if I just shut up or back down or retracted or or whatever. And and that's kind of what I hear you saying as well. And I think that's really, really helpful because on one level, I'm aware of, of just how important the nuts and bolts of relationship are in everything that we're talking about here. And being able to hold those tensions and understand, you know, that we show up as intellectual, spiritual, emotional, without trying to be too compartmentalized, but to just sort of draw out some elements, you know, people, but to be aware of all of that.
0: I feel like uh, in terms of life experience, like where do you want to be heard? It's in the context of conflict. You know, where do you want to be understood? It's in the context of conflict. You know, where do you want to... Get that level of care and, and connection. It's often in the context of conflict in a relationship. At least that's that's my experience. Other people, you know, obviously have have their own experience. So, so this is different because it's this is this is not a conflict scenario. So that makes it unsafe for me. Conflict is a safe space for me. So I'm I'm aware that that that's that's a particularly messed up dynamic, right? <laughs> but, but it's, it's very hard to feel safe in a safe relationship because I don't trust safety and to be in the place where I go, Steve, you're valuable to me. I care what you think about me. I want this, I want this deep friendship and relationship with you. But the fact that I want it like, like means that I, I feel like I can't have it and I shouldn't want it. Like I can't have expectations of you. And, and so there's a, there's a, there's a particular d- dynamic in there for me related to my life experience that I'm in the process of trying to solve and, Figure out and revisit and all those kind of good things, but but so I'm aware of it. I'm conscious of it, and I'm conscious of that the the way it plays through in terms of my flight, fly, fight, flight, fight, flights, you know, connect, push away kind of dynamics. there. Yeah.
1: Thank you. It's uh, incredibly helpful to hear, and and even as I listen to you again, I feel like I'm I'm trying to refine what I'm hearing you saying. Uh, in in terms of that process and our connection there around hearing your story and you know gaining better insight into who you are and where you're coming from. So yeah, thanks for pushing into the complexity of that.
0: Yeah, I, I think I'm also aware that that in the language of relationship to self, others, and God, I'm I'm aware that for me these dynamics play into my relationship with myself first and foremost they that then plays secondly into my relationship with persons like you and and it also plays significantly into a relational engagement with a with a person like god because i i i realized that in terms of how i've approached a lot of the stuff um you know especially the stepping out stuff in terms of ministry later in life and that and the ambassadorial stuff these dynamics have unconsciously be part of my relationship with god in terms of I want you to show up, and when you show up, I want to run away. <laughs> you know, that's that that's my stuff. So, so, uh, and again, there I realize that 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 then becomes an interplay that my life experience and who I am is is that person that then relates to God. But in certain places, I I have to represent. But then behind the scenes in the relationship, there's a lot going on. You know, at least in the dynamics, and um, so there's there's just a lot there that just runs through my head. And you know, after telling stories like last night, I'm I'm even more present of of myself as the person who loves and relates being like a squonk ruler and it's really hard to draw straight lines with the squonk ruler right you know that's the, the the instrument that i have as myself as the instrument for loving and relating and it's not a perfect instrument so it's got a lot of wobbles and those wobbles play through in different ways in different situations yeah but particularly in close relationships those wobbles are I feel uh, more significant, because I become aware of you seeing those wobbles in me, and then I become, I dub, try to double down on, on you know, making it safe, as you, you know, like you said as well, I've got to make myself safe for others, <laughs> you know, um, and at the same time, that's my way of also making myself safe for myself.
1: Um, sure, thank you. Uh, that picture of the, of the squonky ruler is so helpful. As, as I hear you talk about that, because the need for precision in relationship, important deep relationship, I think is quite high. And and that's not that's not by way of agreeing with you that you're a squonky ruler and so because of that you're useless at relationship. I'm just saying that that when we have a sense of that within, because uh, that resonates with me. <laughs> in terms of, I just I like how you describe that that the instrument for your relating to people is yourself. And so if I look at myself and I, I look and I see, oh, there's, there's ways in which I relate to other people, which I also find can be unhelpful specifically in deeper relationship. But deeper relationship requires a lot of care and precision. And so sometimes those things are magnified in my experience. or the feeling at least is that it's magnified with a feeling of exposure is also magnified. I just it's really helpful to hear you describe it in that way to bring language to that. If, if I'm not putting, I mean, I might be putting stuff in your mouth now. No, no, um, I,
0: I'm, I'm with you.
1: Um, so, yeah, that's just very helpful language around the relating. And I also like how you tie together because, I mean, that's something that I, I, I'd love for us to, I'm certain it will show up later on in the season is this idea of, of this kind of, this threefold relating to self, others and the divine other because it, it's all incredibly interrelated, even though there's very clear distinction, it's also very interrelated. Especially when 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 we look at that idea that you that you talk about now of the instrument for doing this is is the self. That that's really really helpful. Thank you.
0: It does make me think that that a lot of this uh, the, the the writing and thinking stuff is all deeply autobiographical in a way, right?
1: Hmm. Um take that further, yeah. yeah.
0: Well well in the sense that you know, I've 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 got something that I've 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 written like three or four times and never quite got into publishing form around mm. uh, like relating and entering deeply into living and loving and, and how interrelated they are and the difference in the sense of personhood and the value for their you know, the integral human being that's embodied in this life mm. that that our embodiment in this life is not just a temporary vehicle it's integral to who and what we are and and what we will be in the future and the individuality of the self and what's critically important about the self is not just some immortal spirit that's unaffected by it anyway so i mean there's there's just a lot there's you know for, for me it starts tying through into all of that that you know even the sense that that a a divine being and other would show up to care for me about this life is deeply informative about the value of this life and how how in minimizing my needs i've minimized my relationship to this life and, and how for most of my life i haven't lived i've survived sure. <laughs> the transition to enter deeply into living and loving is to enter deeply into the enjoyment of this world this life these relationships myself even and and a ve- you know and as opposed to the spirituality of lobotomizing the needs in the world to into spirituality, mm. that's 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 a deep eros or a deep libido in the in the union sense of of the vitality of life and the love of life um, and the, the 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 deeper passion of life, the deeper connecting to what brings you alive. I feel like I'm I'm late to discovering that. <laughs> it's just it's just become it's increasingly becoming an important part of my thinking. The love of self, the love of life, the enjoyments, um, you know, etc. etc. The prioritization of this we don't we don't get to love ourselves in this life without it being valuable hence things like justice and caring for the poor like come onto the table in a very different way to to it being a temporary stopgap for some kind of future reality or some kind of stopgap just for people to relate from you know escape from um and, and hence even things like even pushing into the healing thing and picking that up again and starting to ask questions for myself around that you know like it actually does matter you know it does matter where someone is or isn't healed you know they don't just get healed quote unquote on a spiritual level <laughs> right it's, it's holistic and and holistic and that integrated relationship of the holistic within the self others cosmos god like all of that starts to tie together for me and and that thinking stems from these experiences
1: i was going to say i mean there's there's many threads that you start to sort of pull out that that we could explore, but. But as you ended there, I was—I was—I was going to say as well. That's in reflection. That's what's so clear for me, is that the emergence of that, is tied to, to the early experience, and and experience is so incredibly formative. And experience. Uh, so I, I don't necessarily completely subscribe to the model, but what I find really helpful is the. Is the first half of the model. Richard Raw talks about the tricycle, and he says the first wheel of the tricycle is experience. Every single thing in life, you hit first experientially, and after that, it's it's how we're trying to unpack that. And you know, we would be talking about embodying that. Uh, there's process. There's all sorts of things, and we're trying to interpret it, and we're trying to integrate that into our, our, our self and our worldview, etc as best as we can. But it all comes through experience first. That's what we hit everything with. and that's why experience is so incredibly formative and so important and so it's so imperative that we take it so seriously rather than just go, it doesn't really matter what you experienced. Here's a truth. And you just can go and tell everything that you had in your life that it's untrue. And I, I say that very simply. I do think that there are lies that can be confronted and things that we can say to ourselves about ourselves and ways we can view ourselves that can be distorted, et cetera. So that's a lot more complex. But I just, I, as I've listened to lo- last night to your story and hearing you, you talk again now, I can just see the thread so clearly around the relating, the meeting, the experiential. And how that ties into kind of how you're talking now that's just very clear for me was there anything from last night that you feel that that was missing that you'd want to highlight that as you think about it again you think sure like this could have been a little bit clearer or i i missed this important element or i'd want to just talk a little bit further about you know a b or c in, in the experiences that you spoke through
0: okay i think the one thing that i am aware of is that it was. It's a long process over time that almost has has like these peak expressions, but they they're all intertwined. Like I I very much see them as all intertwined um, and interconnected and building on each other, informing each other. Earlier experiences informing later experiences. Later experiences re-informing earlier experiences. You know, so so I feel like there's a resonance between them and a, a growth between them. But, but I feel like for me, it's it's like, and that's just that's just the first bit of 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 life, right? There's there's years afterwards. You know, there's like thirty thirty years following on from that. Those experiences are quite. I didn't look for them. <laughs> you know, I it it's, it's something came to look for me. <laughs> that's a dynamic that is still quite. It's difficult to make sense of. You know, because I know. I know so many people that I speak to where they go, yeah, but they have desperately been looking for experiences like that. Why do I have them? And I've got to go. I don't. I don't know. I have no idea. And so one of the things that I've, I've been saying, you know, and I, I, you know, I was chatting to uh, Costa uh, last year, and he's, you know, he was one of our guests last year, and, he's, um, you know, and I was saying to him, I feel like I feel like God's made a mistake. <laughs> you know, there, there are there are better people. I could give you a whole list of better people that you should have rather met with. <laughs> you know, no. and so so that's that's. there's a there's an interest there's a there's something significant there that I've still got to that I recognize is is quite important for me to unpack and process as well and I I know that within myself I don't have the tools and that for that like I I can't do that for myself I've got to do that in conversation with someone that can help me process that and make sense of that I think the other thing is is I realized that with those experiences they my, my early experiences of even trying to share those have not been good. So it's taken me a long time. It's taken me till within the last five years only that I can I can actually go. I've had these experiences. I can I can I can stand by them. I can share them. So they've been quiet experiences in the sense that that I've not consciously processed them until more recent years. You know, where I uh, there was specifically an event where I had an experience of God showing up and talking to me uh, and talking me through all these experiences. <laughs> And that was only really where I started seeing the the threads and the connections for me as well. Um, so even in that, I feel like God went that extra step. Whether it was going, ah, okay, you, I finally have to get through to you, so I'm going to make time for this, or <laughs> you know, it, it was, it, it was. Uh, I'm being facetious. It was a lot more reciprocal as a as an interaction than that. But but really, it was a it was a it was a like an unveiling of. Just another layer of what this this being, this other is like, and what 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 he she is like in relation to me, um, and I swap between the masculine and feminine, and even that goes back to an experience. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I've got the feeling that I'm not necessarily being coherent here, but
1: <laughs> no, 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 it's not that at all. Uh, I, I I think at this point it would be, how can I put this? I feel strong enough to just sort of make the point that. That for, for, you know, without trying to come across too heavily between the two of us and also for any listeners, that I think the point of experiences like this and conversations like this is that it's not, I don't feel at least, I'm, I'm very much a verbal processor, which helps this feeling, I think, or my, <laughs> my position in this. I don't feel that coherence is necessarily the ultimate aim in a conversation like this, to start with, I think, trust, and self-disclosure is far more important than coherence. And so, to my mind, there is a necessary incoherence in the beginnings of these conversations. Because as you talk about, like, the first point that you made just now, part of that, if I hear you correctly, you're saying that some of this doesn't make sense. It is incoherent. There are things within you that that you would still need to explore. Uh, we could talk about it being, you know, the language of primal, it's raw, etc., in just in just even reliving the experience within you, you know, and I have a question that I'd want to put to you around that. But I think there's too much of a of a of an achievement mentality to the coherence idea. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, this,
1: this happened, and we've got to have it all neatly boxed and da, da 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 da. And I think that's a move back towards the abstract, rather than staying present to the personal, because they, they aren't coherent. How on earth does anyone make sense of a being like this surrounding you in that cloud? How does anyone tie that up neatly with a bow? And if you do, I think that's, that's too fast going to the abstract, way too fast. It doesn't honor the personal experience. And so I would say, I guess, just between the two of us as we talk, and, and I think it's just important mostly, I feel, for, for listeners, the encouragement is if you have experiences like this and there is no coherence for you, that doesn't matter. It's still important. It's still an experience. Something still happened. And, and I think there's a tiny percentage there where I say that advisedly, but the rest of it for me is just full on, give it horns, just embrace that as an experience and, and, and take the risk to have a conversation with someone, preferably someone who gives a shit, you know, like that would help. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk to someone who's too busy and doesn't care and has routinely shut you down or whatever, but hopefully you can find someone who really cares. And coherence I think emerges in a way, out of some of the murkiness that you describe.
0: Yeah, it becomes it becomes a co-creation between the sharer and listener.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, with with, without ever there needing to be, you know, you spoke last night about appropriation of somebody else's experience. That's not part of the co-creation idea. But yeah, I'm a firm believer that there are some things that can only be processed relationally. And perhaps that's just because I'm a highly relational person. That's part of my function. But there is something around the relational co-creation, around unpacking experience that I find tremendously helpful. Um, and and so, yeah, it, it doesn't bother me that that what you share is coherent. to <laughs> some level, it's highly encouraging. Because I've got some things to tell you that I find very incoherent, so, you know. But um,
0: and, and for me, it just that piques my curiosity. I just go like, ooh, I'm, ready to, <laughs> I'm ready to dive in. But when the shoes I are hear the other you. foot, then I go, ooh, like I'm not. Oh doing yeah. It. Now I'm feeling
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I hear you. I hear you. So I wanted to ask you on that first point when when you say, and I'm going to put words in your mouth because I don't remember the exact phrasing, but I have the sense of you saying that it doesn't make sense to you. <laughs> like, how, how do you make sense of this? Is that, is that a factual statement so much as it's it, on one level, I'm tempted to disbelieve that it happened? Or is that more of a self-statement that I hear you making? Because you, you, you went on to talk about, like, why did this happen to me? So in the processing of it is, is it, a, it, is it a disbelief of, you know, well, this obviously didn't happen, I made this up, or is it more of a, it definitely happened, but I'm trying to make sense of why it happened to me. Would, would you, like, create distinction there, or how would you comment on that? I,
0: I, would, I would go with the second for me.
1: Yeah. I
0: think if it, if it wasn't linked to actual, like, history experiences in my life, I, it would be easy to go. Did that happen? Well, I don't know. Maybe it was just a just a feeling. But the fact that the that, for instance, the experience of of the cloud of fire and power basically going, is this a better deal for your life? And and within a matter of months, that was my life. Like like that. That to me just it makes it concrete in a way that I I can't dispute.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And so it's it's, it's easy to look back at those things and almost go. These are markers in my life. They they these key milestones in my experience of, of life and myself and God and, and others, right? But it's triangulated in that way, and for me, that's 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 always key when it comes to these things. That that th- that the fact that it's weighted to history, like it it means that it's, it's it's real. Like I think where I struggle with the with it is a is a sense of of if if you have poor self image, like I like I especially did back then, it's hard to feel like you matter to anyone. Uh, and then when something shows up like that it's like it's it's hard to believe that that a someone you know in that capital letter sense of that someone would show up for me to care for me and give me a life like why like You know like can i even trust it like what is it what does it really want you know what's its true colors you know like (laughs) like like am i being duped you know that kind of stuff so it's in that sense that 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 for me there's a sense of going there's a there's a disbelief because because it's it's just it's 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 an it's a very relational experience but it's an extraordinary relational experience
1: i think the first reason that the question comes up is because just I think of some of my own experience and then I also think of questions that I've had from people around, you know, but how can I, how can I take this as being real? And so that hints towards the first, which is I can actually, I can disbelieve it factually. It didn't happen. It's not located in history, et cetera, et cetera. But there's more to it than that. And that's what I felt you were speaking to that I think there are times that one can go, did it really happen and entertain that question in the same way that there are times that, uh, you know, I would say even of myself, there are times that I would go, is this God thing even real? There'd be times that I, I would, I would ask that question. It sounds really strange <laughs> to say that out loud, but, but that happens, but, but there's more to it than that because it's not just the factual happening. There's a lot going on within the internal self to self relating and understanding of the experience and 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 grappling with that And that's what I just wanted to 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 look at with you so thanks
0: yeah I think I think also whenever you're dealing with inner experience you don't have the outside markers so I can't go oh look yes yes where the ground was burnt <laughs> right because there isn't that it's a it's a very it's an inner experience even even though it's uh, it's the experience of being surrounded it's you know so so it's, it's hard to translate that i know that there's, there's a lot of philosophical and cognitive and you know blah 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 problems associated with you know inner experience and accessibility and you know it's, it, it's easy to look at that formally and go these are the problems you know it's hard for people to access that it's hard for people to process that themselves but i think i think a thing that 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 settles me is that um this same presence is not limited to those early years only, but is an ongoing feature throughout my life, even up to the present. Mm. And, and each of those encounters, just again, it just reinforces that former as well. So, um, so, 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 yeah. But, but for me, the question of going, uh, the the question of uh, my question of whether I matter in the way that I see myself is bound up with the question of how other people have told me I don't matter, and yes, and yes, something that isn't getting something out of its relationship with me in that sense, right, um, why would I matter, you know, and yet I desperately want to matter to this someone as well, and I desperately want that relationship to be reciprocal, um, and there's, there's glimmers of it, but, but I, I just, you know, like again, I, I actually want a more consistent relationship, yeah. Um, and so so yeah, yeah, so 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 for me, like I don't I don't just want to write it off and go, yeah, peak experiences that happen every forty years. Well, you know, I'm well ahead on that <laughs> for myself. Just just within that early bit, right? I've already got one story per decade. <laughs> um, and it doesn't end there. There's more and I, and I go like so there's there's part of me that just goes, actually, I do want more. I want a greater depth of knowing, I want more face-to-face time with that someone. And then in that, there's also the sense of going, can can I trust that desire? Maybe I should shut that down. Maybe I shouldn't expect that. And then the closer I get to that, the more that then triggers the, I, I do want, but when God draws near, I want to pull away. You know, those dynamics, and then that's that's very tense, and then it's easy to stay in the, in the gap in between of, like, I'm not drawing close to you because, you know, last time I pulled away. And I self-subsidize the interaction or whatever
1: Yeah, again that's just incredibly helpful I find the way in which you put that because the abstract and the theoretical it's 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 not easy it's hard work and I think we're busy with some of that but to just be able to separate these different elements out and be able to talk about the self to self the self to divine self to other etc etc is quite a bit easier when but in within the realm of the experiential within the person and, and within the context of the relating to self, divine self and others, those things, like it's, it's very hard to line them all up and tell them to take a number. They crowd in on each other and interrupt each other. And, and it's not as simple as just going, in terms of what I hear you saying, the interaction with myself and the divine other doesn't have any other voices. Yeah, it's just simple and clinical and, you know, the two of us vibing. But there are these other voices that that almost speak into that moment of intimacy. It's it's like somebody popping in on a date and disturbing a date, and and you go well, well there goes that intimate moment. Like we were just gazing into each other's eyes and about to say something sweet, and somebody, some drunk idiot came and you know, spilt their beer all over the table. <laughs> well, that kind of breaks the moment, and 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 that's a sense of what I hear you describing within the personal. Is it? Is these complexities are loud and and they bash up against each other and 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 they're not as not always as agreeable they're not always as as um, yeah you know, perhaps agreeable as a bit I'm looking for something else but in terms of just that interaction it's 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 very intricate it's very complex but but I'm but there's a the, there's a lot going on there and and it's it's quite rowdy at times you know it's not not necessarily as easily just everyone stand in their own line and we'll just figure these things out and I think that's for me as well is part of, of of a consciousness of an ongoing process to these things relationally, which has to be experienced and has to be lived through, as opposed to just abstracted and solved on a piece of paper somewhere. That that is a that is a manifested, embodied, part of living. What it means to be human. Does does that make sense as I respond to yeah, you? Yeah, like,
0: very uh, much so. Very much so. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, I, you know, it's it, it's like when you watch dialogue or you watch a fight scene in movies. There's there's a uh, person A acts, person B reacts, person B acts, person A reacts. You know, there's a there's a there's a handover as yes. opposed to in life when people fight, both are just hurling noise at each other. Or, you know. Yes,
1: yeah, it's so well scripted. I love that. I I knew like immediately you're going for like street fight scene. And yeah, you think yeah. you watch a movie and you watch a street fight and you just go. Yeah, and no, no. like yeah, yeah. I watch those uh, sometimes. You, the, these uh, these poor unfortunate bastards that have these uh, exposed videos. You know, whether it's like one of them in a martial arts studio versus five people, and I often think to myself, "Wow, those other four guys are waiting so politely for their turn to throw a punch." <laughs> That never happens on the street. Everyone just piles in and you get your ass handed to you. And I just like that picture that you pull out. It makes me laugh. But but at a very deep level in terms of resonating with, yeah, it's 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 it can be a bit like a bar fight. Very <laughs> much so. This relational thing. Sorry, I, I jumped in there. But no, just no. that was delicious. That was the image. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, you know, what, actually, I, I'm tempted to take that a step further. Tell me what you think of this, which is not to say that you can't do better and better in a bar fight, right? <laughs> That's true. Like, it's it's not to say that 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 life will necessarily always be this relationally loud. That there aren't ways in which to to spend more time with self, and and I think those are some of the processes that that I'm really like I'm really in love with. I can't think of a better term that the idea that, that I can actually befriend myself and that I've, I've found better and better language for that over time, because to start with, especially in my hyper Christian sort of early space, that sounded very um, sorry. I have a tractor going past me. The joys of living on a dairy farm. (laughs) There you go. Listeners welcome to Holland dairy farm Um, is, you know, that sounded very unhealthy. It was very much a case of like, no, there's something wrong with you. you. You, Like there's only one self what's going on here, but actually, you know, I've discovered over time, there's a lot more of that. And I can befriend that, that part of me, there's parts of me that I actively have unfriended and unfollowed and shut out and whatever. And, and there's all this, this, this opportunity for me to learn and to relate deeply to myself and to do that better and better. And in some ways that makes the bar fight a little bit easier. And in the skills in which I can relate to, to others and I would say that a lot of that can also be present in the relationship with the divine other. So I wouldn't want to paint the picture that, well, life is a relational bar fight and you're just always going to have your ass <laughs> handed to you. If no, that some, makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. Tell S- me what you think about Sometimes that.
0: you get to do the smashing too. Yes, absolutely. No. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. So, and sometimes as, as, a, as a great teacher of mine, I think once I was really, really struck by said, like one of the best things you can do in a bar fight is to stop it before it gets to a bar fight. Um, and one of the best ways to handle a big brawl is to, is to actually deflate situations and buy the other guy a beer or do you know what I mean? Like take the ego out and and, and stop trying to be such a jackass. And so that, you know, there's moments like that that, that make me think then relationally and go, yeah, it doesn't always have to be a, a huge big blow up in a bar fight, but but there is a lot of noise going on, and you have to grapple with that, you you can't not. You can't just go, oh, it's just be a walk in the park. Um, but that's, yeah.
0: Yeah, and, and I think in terms of, you know, just spirituality in general, we've got all these ideas of these practices of like how you can meditate and withdraw to solitude, and then you learn to discern the voices inside of you, and you you, you learn to discern the voice of God, and blah, blah, blah. But that's well and true, but again, it's like one of those well-laid plan things. When the interaction happens, what's the level of, of comfort and trust? Years ago, I realized that that I don't actually fundamentally trust this divine other, despite all of that, and realized that that, that trust thing was something I needed to work on. It was it was it, it it was purely me. It's not like this other has done anything to be untrustworthy or anything like that, right? But but I I had to um, I realized that. That the fact that I don't trust others and that I don't trust myself, that's just how I'm programmed through life experience. That's just, that's just where I've arrived. So how do I grow to trust my, my interests, my desires, my, my, my feelings, you know, and how can I trust the relationship? You know or you know so so that's been an active process and so uh, there's there's a very big difference between a withdrawal kind of relationship you know like in, in that sense it's like you know you pay someone you go see them for counseling that's very different to you and our chatting as friends you know and and i i realize that 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 for some people them doing that is what's particularly helpful for them i find that less helpful than entering into the present relationship and the the challenges and the dynamics that I feel, you know, in terms of the, the mutual sharing, the mutual relating, and and I I've, I've been bringing that same practice to uh, recent years with my my quest for God. So I say I don't pray, but but I have this practice of waiting on God and and holding these kind of tensions and then meeting with God in that, and that's that's been quite profound just over the last few years of of what's then come out of those interactions when God does arrive and God does draw near and God does speak. Um, Just much like this, you know, much like how fruitful these kind of interactions with you and I have been and me and and other close people, where they do get to see the deeper me that I'm ashamed of, (laughs) or the deeper me that is confused, that hasn't got it worked out, that isn't safe even, and they still love me and they're still around in my life and they still want to know me and they still maintain curiosity and they want to know more. And I'm astounded by that, but but I've minimized my wanting to run away and then just allowed the tension to be there as well. And so it's become a part of my spirituality. You know, if 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 I, if I we consider that relationship with the divine others, our spirituality, uh, I think of it more and more just as relationship rather than spirituality.
1: I hear you. A lot of that is is uh, still searching for language that doesn't feel as though it's co-opted to a very, very clear sort of different definition, isn't it? Prayer and spirituality and... And that sort of stuff
0: yeah I, I think also you know and again yeah that's it's possibly just abstracting I feel like when I when people talk about things like prayer and you know there's the ritual components and that but there's hardly there's hardly a reciprocal component <laughs> and I just go I don't want to waste my time on the on all that ritual and the theater <laughs> and and then make the meaning up for myself I actually want this other to speak to me that's that's my key takeaway is if this other was big and bold enough to pitch up out of the blue and speak to me and i'm looking to reciprocate that relationship then i can also go hey i've drawn you and i'm expecting you now to arrive to meet me to feel like i even had the right to do that took some serious reflection and retrospection on, on these kind of experiences and to, to land in the place where you know, in a relationship, I do have a right to take up space and make noise <laughs> and go, hey, I, I like I have a need or I want to meet with you or I want some special time with you, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it, like it, it's taken me a long time in my life to land there and feel like 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 I can a want that and I can be disappointed if that's not met. You know, I never I never realized that I. And that's a weird thing to say because you know five year olds get to realize that, but it took me a little bit longer <laughs> to realize that I, I, I actually have a right to be disappointed and I have a right to be annoyed and uh, even angry <laughs> when my relational needs aren't met and that's okay. Um, and it's not to say that everyone has to you know bow to all the relational needs or anything like that. you know we're talking adult adult here, but but being disappointed is a vital part and owning that and being able to express that.
1: Absolutely, and I love how you put that. That's really, really important. It's it's very tantalizing <laughs> to to pursue right now, but my but my sense is that it would be so helpful to actually dedicate like like an entire hour to that concept at some point. Around, what what does this showing up as as, an uh, in commas equal agents in relationship mean? Because you know I'm a, I'm aware of the Potential confusing and confusion and weightings around, you know, when we talk about self to self, self to other, but self to divine other with the word equal or whatever. But but there is a sense of 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 showing up with with an equal desire, equal um, the recognition of need. You know, is 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 kind of there's a, there's an equality there. It's maybe a better word for that, but it's it's worth really teasing that out because I think many people. Myself included come from the background of... It's, it's a bit of a confusing statement. God has no needs, so you can't do anything for God, but at the same time it seems to be called, does God, all God does is need, because you're not allowed to have any needs in the relationship. Like God needs you to be obedient and do what you're told and be good and all those sorts of things. Um, and it's very hard to be in relationship with something like that. Uh, in fact, it, I think it's impossible. And uh, yeah, I, I think it could be very fruitful for us to explore that in, in greater detail, because there are some some things to 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 really push quite hard in terms of what does it mean to say you're allowed to be like you're allowed to be angry with God. What does that mean? Because a, a very quick knee-jerk pushback is like, how dare you? God is God. You know, it's like okay, well, it's not what we're talking about. So let's actually let's actually talk about what we're talking about.
0: That that epiphany of going. This is a someone and other that's trying to have a relationship with me and I can I can also have a relationship. <laughs> the relationship doesn't flow in one direction only. It can be a two-way relationship, which means that I can want to be wanted by God and God can want to be wanted by me. And we can both be disappointed in our relationship and both be trying to work that out. It, it takes away that sense of like the classical picture of God, but I think it does it in a good way and it makes, makes for much more relatable someone and and again
1: that is i i read that as more of an experiential statement than a theoretical statement right if if i'm hearing you correctly i mean you 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 can say that safely because you're experiencing this divine other that wants to relate to you that that wants to draw near that wants you to draw near etc cetera, etc cetera, as opposed to there's some flicker of an experience but after that it's actually just easy to just theoreticize and go, well, you know, God must then be this way, God must be this way, God must be this way, God must be this way. Uh, am I right in that?
0: You know, if there's someone that I like and I think is special and I want to give them a hug and they go, oh, no, don't touch me, that that breaks that proximity. It, it shifts the relationship. Suddenly then it's, it's a question of going, oh, well, maybe I maybe that, maybe that I shouldn't do that. Maybe I shouldn't want that. And those dynamics also play through in the relationship with God, except I realize that I'm the one that pushes away. And then I, it's like I, I want to demand a deeper relationship without going through the steps of building that proximity and getting within that intimate bubble, which which we often think of as spatially. But I also think it's in terms of the depth of revelation, the depth of our, our connecting with the meaning in other people's lives rather than just the, the events and the facts, you know. Sorry, I don't think that directly follows on from what you were saying.
1: <laughs> That's okay. I'm, I'm just thinking it through in terms of, of both your response and what I was asking.
0: Just um, maybe repeat what you, you were asking there, just that I because I, I feel like mm-hmm. I missed something.
1: Well, let, let me put something to you, and then you can give me your thoughts on that. So I think that what I'm hearing is that you are building your picture of God from experiences of God. But at the same time, what I'm thinking about, also because I think I'm hearing it, but also because it's my experience at a relational level, that there is actually some sort of an interplay between direct experience of an other, like you talk about there in terms of, you know, you go to give somebody a hug and they say, no, don't touch me. That's an experience. But then there's also an internalized kind of unpacking and a thinking about the other that you are relating to. There is a There's a a grappling to understand that other. And in some ways, I think we make some assumptions around, you know, we read body language and tone and all sorts of things in the interaction. And then we build some of that internally. And the, the, the truth test of that is in returning to the engagement with the other and testing out those theories, essentially. And so in that, there's a cycle of experientialism, if that's a word, Um. That's going on there. Whereas the, the, the more sort of primarily theoretical approach is to withdraw and to theoreticize and not go back to the engagement with the other and allow the theories to hold over time. And I think that's earlier, you know, you were talking about some of the spiritual discipline stuff, which neither of us, I think, are so much against, if I'm not putting words in your mouth, so much as that for me. Is, is the issue, is to withdraw into silence and to think about God is to potentially create ideas of God within myself, which may or may not be accurate unless they're checked with the reality. And then you then say, you know, then God pitches up and speaks and, and may shatter all your ideas. You know, what does the voice of God sound like? We withdraw into silence. We meditate. We read scripture. We, we pray, all those sorts of things. And in some way, we can then just go, oh, well, I've decided God is this. And that may mean that we may then miss God speaking, because God is speaking with God's actual voice as opposed to what we've theoreticized. But, but what I hear you saying is that there's a grounding again in the experiential, which is to really relate to the other, to really know the other. Any of that work, which I think all of, all of us do I don't know, as human beings, we do that naturally as a process is we form ideas about the other person. But if we're gonna relate really deeply, those have to those have to come to birth in, in reality. You know, I think about a, a really harmful pattern I've had in my life that I still sometimes have. I did it yesterday, for example, is I have conversations in my head with another person. And either I'm trying to dial down the anxiety of a potential conflict, or I'm imagining there's gonna be a potential conflict or whatever it is, and I realize, so a good 15 years ago, like, I've got to stop this. This is really unhealthy for me. I would have an hour long argument with somebody. And all I would do is I would work it way all, all the way through until it was either in the worst possible situation. And I figured like, okay, well, me and this person are done. Or I'd won the argument. I mean, it sounds crazy when I put it out like that now. But but that's what I was doing as a way of trying to, to handle the relational tension instead of engaging with that person and going, hey, you hurt me or, or I need this or I'm missing that or I think the next thing or did I miss you here or you know, are you upset with me or whatever. And so the work on my own is not so much unhealthy if it is then done again in relationship. It's unhealthy when it, it, it remains only within me but somehow I'm relating with another thing without actually relating with another thing. That's unhealthy. And so that's a bit of a long way around of saying, I feel like that's what I hear you saying in a way uh, like, yeah, yeah I, comment it, on it's, that.
0: It, it's a challenge of, I, I feel relating to a story about someone and feeling and having the conversation for them in light of that story, as opposed to being present to them and allowing them to be part of, of that as an interactive process, so I'm, yeah, it's it's the thing of 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 I relate to the idea of someone or or, or to the situation, I fill it in, and then I come to my conclusion that I present that to people, you know. So so I've done or, that, or in, even just to myself, or even to myself, yeah. yeah. So I've 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 done that, and I, I feel like that is the case. But I I feel like that the dominant story that I'm given within theism in general and Christianity in particular is is the notion that that these these kinds of experience are early and they're immature and we don't trust feelings. So we transition from experience which we don't trust and is fleeting anyway to to faith and faith is pure. And what does that rest on? Well it rests on the scriptures. I feel like that story just doesn't match my experience because I I feel like I'm I'm engaging someone who increasingly wants more engagement. And when I put that story in between there's the willingness of of the other to actually come and pierce that and go like no I don't like no I value the relationship too much to leave it there, to you know come connect with me again, so 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 that that for me I, I think just consistently becomes a becomes a, di- a dynamic,
1: and and even if it's a good story right, like even if it's you know, like the the the, the this, this theological position for example that you're talking about it's not necessarily that it's not all bad, (laughs) you know, it's, it's not all entirely corrupt, et cetera, et cetera. It can even be a very good story. But I think what you're talking about here, what I hear you saying is that it's, it's, it becomes divorced over time from the experiential in a way that can become unhealthy. Because there's no check and balance in relationship with the other person around how that story is evolving. It, it in the same way that if I have a conversation in my head with another person, and I pursue relationship in adverted commas with that person, they should get to comment on that story. It, it shouldn't be allowed to be a process, even if it's a very good story, you know, and I'm, I'm drawing it from experience with them, et cetera, et cetera. their their motive behind saying what they said or responding the way they did or, you know, as simply as, you know, when you say you you go to give somebody a hug hug and they say, don't touch me. And you decide, right, that's the most useless person on the face of the earth. I hate them. And the intention behind that could have been uh, like, I'm sweating like a pig. Don't touch me. Let me have a shower. Then I'll give you a hug. Silly example, but but that gains clarity in the engagement as opposed to when there's a disconnection out of that, the story can grow a life of its own that may not be, may not be born up by the foundational experience, the foundational relationship. Is that.
0: Yeah. I think, helpful? I think, yeah, very, very much so. Very much. so. I think that's very helpful yeah, because, because that's really what it is. And, and I feel like I've like in the language of experience first, I didn't I didn't start off believing in an idea of God or commit to an idea of God. I started off with a someone coming to meet with me and having to work out so how do I respond and I've chosen to remain present to that rather than moving away from that to the abstract or to the story of God and, and I feel like like that's been key for me because the relationship is only real when it's a relationship and it's reciprocal otherwise it's it's a delusion I could easily build up an idea just relate to that idea but having experienced this someone I don't actually have the option of doing that <laughs> because I because I know that the ideas that I have are, are informed by my by my life experience and my experience of this someone is someone that rewrites those dynamics and those experiences within me and and transforms me and grows me through the interaction so there's a, rich, there's a richness in it ever being enriched by that engagement that I want to keep returning to. And I feel, I feel like what's weird is, is I feel like it is meaningful both ways, <laughs> you know, that, that this someone, this other, wants to be wanted by me. Um, and, and yet the dominant scripts that we have say, no, that's not the case. And I keep going, no, that's, that, that's not true. I've, I feel like I could easily friend zone this divine other. And I could easily friend zone them and leave them as going, Yeah, those experiences were in the past, but I've matured past it. And I d I don't have I don't have a need. I'm not needy in this relationship. Whereas for me, no, I no I am. I am I am I am in need of and it's healthy for me to have an intimate relationship with this other, this divine other. And and the challenge is how do I maturely go about doing that? And that's that's stuff that I'm still in process with. But 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 I can't I can't draw on the spirituality of others. I can't read the Psalms and go oh yes this thing's a good shield to me or whatever <laughs> because you know because that's that's someone else's experience you know I can be informed by it um, and I love hearing people's stories because they they enrich my sense of who this being is and and um, you know and and the relationship and the potential but at the same time they don't substitute they just they just become an opportunity for me to go I just want to press more into this
1: Part of what I find so fascinating uh, about what we're trying to do, and tied with with some of what you've just said, is that I, I feel as though it's the corollary that is presented in argument, which is that the delusion actually is in the relational, is in the experiential. And the way to deal with that, as you're saying, you know, is to move on to the purity of, of, of faith. And, and that for me is one of the most fascinating parts about this is to go, okay, what if I, what if I reject that and go, what if the delusional is to, is to relinquish the experiential, to relinquish the relational, and to move on to the certainty of faith or, you know, even the uncertainty of faith is in some way divorced from this yeah
0: i I love the way you're putting that because because that's functionally what we've done between you know um, classical theism and and postmodernist theism is we've moved from from the faith of certainty to the faith of uncertainty and gone yeah as long as i'm secure in the certainty or secure in the uncertainty i'm fine but but i feel like neither of those are relational in the sense that there's no other that is being related to it's a it's, it's an idea of God that exists solely within the heart and mind of the person that's putting it forward. And, and it's only got the meaning that one makes from it or takes from it. Th- this, this, is, this I feel like my, my experience is different and that's why it's vital for me, is because it's a free agent that also does stuff. And sometimes I get to see what that is and join in. And other times I get to go, hey, here's where I want you to move you know, years, you you know, or years where I feel like I'm stepping up to what you called me to, are you, are you backing this, are you in this, you know, like, 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 those are, those are different, those are particular relational dynamics that I feel are really important to dive into as relational dynamics, not a theoretical, you know, um, idea or belief. Um, and, and I think what's, yeah, yeah, and, and again, it, For me it 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 comes back to the relational the integrity of the relationship and relational intimacy rather than a power gifting or a prophetic insight or a Mm. you know Mm. any of that kind of thing as well you know because that's secondary those things i think flow out of the depth of this relationship the depth of this relationship is my is my priority and i really think it's vital you know especially as as people deconstructing or frustrated with institutional faiths and that kind of stuff or with the myriad of options that that somehow we find ways to make this first person engagement, the work that we're actually doing. And I feel like that's, that's, you know, like, again, that then comes back, brings me to that sense of calling. I feel like I'm called to do something that I fundamentally don't know how to do.
1: <laughs> and it's, I, th- I think where are we kind of, it links back into something that you said uh, we were talking about when we started today. And and it just makes really good sense for me when we talk about this, either the certainty of, of of faith or the uncertainty of faith as a as a safe position in some way. It's a it's a in some way I would want to say it's a manipulative situation, but but in a very kind of literal kind of sense of that word, I I just can't help but think of the etymology of the word, but it's that. Like, I have my hand on that thing that I can turn it. I have a control element there. But I think when we talk relational, we talk high risk. There's, there's some safety in relationships, absolutely. There's trust. There's some certainty, et cetera. But it's also, I think, incredibly high risk. And part of that is because a relationship is something that is is, it's almost created every second of its experience. And at the same time, while it's not created, it doesn't begin anew, it is sustained and nurtured. And there is always, for me, a risk of of it going badly, of, of it crumbling. And, and I can't control that solely from my side in a relationship, because it's co-created. I can't, I, I can't, manipulate a text. I, I can't control a situation. I can't control the equation into it always working out. It's more than me that is going into nurturing this situation. And every day, give or take, it has to be nurtured and it has to be respected and it has to be engaged with. It can't. You, you can't just go, well, I've written the paper on salvation. So I did that 30 years ago. It's done sorted, solved. Today, when I cycle my kids to school, I think about where, where is God, Where are you, God, today? Where do I see you? Did I see you last night in the stars? Was that you asking me to come up and just look up for a few moments? Was that a moment that we spent together? Was the moment on the cycle this morning, this conversation with Tim, what's happening later today, the people I will meet? Um, there's a, there's a very present tense to that, and it carries high risk in terms of, can I consistently be somebody who shows up in a healthy way that nurtures this relationship? Would I allow things to come in that would break the relationship? Would there be things that are unhealthy, but once they're processed, will they actually strengthen the relationship? But the, the, for me, the risk factor is very, very high relationally. And perhaps I build a lot of that just out of my experience in life, again, in going, you know, relationships have, in my experience, high potential to go very badly. <laughs> um, they do. <laughs> and, you know, uh, and, and so th- that's, that's something that really intrigues me and makes me go, there's, there's something more here than just the control element of either certainty faith or uncertainty faith. And, and I'm reminded of it in a fresh way because of our conversation and the risks you've been willing to take. In us having this conversation so
0: is there is there anything else that you wanted to ask about just from last night or
1: no there's nothing specific that i wanted else that i kind of wanted to return to
0: yeah i'm I, i'm not sure what else to say about it i i feel like there's there's you know this this kind of thing has got so many layers to unfold you know it's like a like an onion that keeps growing in your skin. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: yes, absolutely. I, I had a sense that, that we'd reached a good sort of conclusion space there for now, even though I'm aware that, that as you say, these these experiences are not necessarily always, you don't necessarily just e- easily get to the bottom of them and wrap them up, et cetera. Um, but I, I, wanted, I wanted to check with you whether you felt similar.
0: No, I do do feel similar. That it it
1: reached a good place. That's awesome.